When it comes to buying your first home, everyone has questions. Can we even afford to buy a house right now? Well, I need to negotiate. How do I even negotiate? Luckily, a REMAX agent has answers. Hey, Brian, those are really good questions. They are? Thanks. It's my first time buying. I work with first-time buyers all the time. I got you. REMAX agents have more experience than other real estate agents. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Each office independently owned and operated. If scary movies give you dread, keep you up late night in bed, here's a podcast that will help you ease your mind. We'll explain the plot real nicely, then we'll talk about what's frightening so you never have to have a spooky time. It's ruined. Hey everybody, welcome to Ruin. This is Hallie. And this is Allison. And once again, we're going to ruin a horror movie just for you. Just for you guys. As the nights get longer and the days get colder and you need to stay inside and lock your doors. We could get it anyways through your ears. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. So scary. That guy, that was scary that I mentioned. That was scary. Hallie, that was scary. Um, Allison, how are you doing? I haven't talked to you in a minute. Yeah, I know. I feel like it's been a second. I'm doing fine. I I lost my wallet. Like, Oh, (laughs) my God. Woman, are you trying to get your identity stolen again? I I swear to God. At this point, I'm like, I'm the problem. I'm what? Yeah. If if, if you listen to this podcast, you know that. I don't want to victim blame here. I, I mean, honestly, at this point, it, it's me. I think I think we can now deduce that, like, I am the reason that my identity keeps getting stolen. <laughs> but my wow. social security card has never been lost. And how did they get that number? Um, well, but you said, well, we don't want to get into it. But unfortunately, and, and I've said this before, when we were applying for apartments, you got to put your social security card and, and a I number know. on all the applications. You have to put your social for. security number down on, like, wh- like, you don't realize how often you write. Yes. Like, I was like, oh, tax forms. And I was like... Wait, and also, like, tons of other things. Yeah, we're sending applications for an apartment. I'm like, I have no—it's just some random person we met one time, and now they have all my financial information. One, I hope they don't use it. Two, I don't know what kind of system. I hope they delete it, but, like, for all I know, they keep it, like, on their computer. God knows that's going to get hacked at some point. Exactly. It's crazy. Anyways, I'm sorry I stole your wallet, but I really wanted to teach you a lesson. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm sure it's like jammed in the seat of a cab and we'll never see the light of day again because it's fine. Um, so that's been me. I'm just like walking around with like my passport and like cash, like I'm on the lam. <laughs> that's the New York experience, baby. <gasps> it's great. How are you? What's new? I'm good. My only um, real complaint is that the air quality in LA has been yes. horrible. And yes. I, this isn't the only reason because like, you know, it happens. We have smog. It's kind of famous. But unfortunately, I was doing some reading and apparently... You know, because of the global supply chain slowdown, yes. um, there are all these tankers off I the coast of, um, of of Long Island or Long Island, Long Beach, and um, the Bay of Los Angeles, which apparently I didn't know is also basically in Long Long Beach. It's not even like in Los Angeles. Oh. but all of the, they're just burning diesel, like right. as these tankers wait to be unloaded because we just don't have the manpower. Then it's like right. they don't have the trucks. They don't. They don't have the containers right. to like whatever. So all of the diesel smoke is just blowing into the city and mingling with like what we already have, which is like right. fog and smog, and, and it's so much autom- this, yeah automobile. You could cut. I'm looking outside. You could cut a slice of the air. You know, what I mean? normally it's like okay, it's bad. It's you, you could tell that it's dirty air. This just looks like you're gonna. It's like it looks like the mist, honestly. Oh my god. I mean, yeah, I remember. When I was living in LA, there were there would be days where you're like, well, I guess it's just a solid today. <laughs> 
It's so bizarre. It's but so that, I can't complain. Still have my wallet. Frantically check every time I walk past my purse. I make sure I have my wallet in. That's great. Knock on wood. I do. Still there. I mean, you're recording now, so who knows what's going on behind you. Um, uh, it's spooky <laughs> season still, so, you know, who knows. Yeah. Um, well, we Speaking asked you guys. Things. Oh, yeah. Lots of spooky things. Um, we had asked you guys to leave us five-star ratings and spooky reviews, and we'll read the spookiest review um, reviews on the podcast because, look, we are all just um, pawns in the algorithms game, and we need mm-hmm. this, you know, this. if you want more ruined, you know, we need help. And you guys have been coming through, let me just say. Yes. Absolutely coming through. Incredible. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. And uh, we have a, a spooky review for this week uh, that was left by the commenter's name is Because I'm Jewish, which already <laughs> relating, titled, I Heard What You Said About Me. Terrifying. Terrifying. I love this podcast. I saw Allison in New York City recently and wanted to let her know how much I love her and Hallie. However, it took me a while to get up the nerve to say hi, and well, let's just say I missed my window. Oh my goodness. Then I turned on the most recent episode, The Hills Have Eyes, and heard Allison saying some very rude things about me. Greasy, disgusting, so many cruelties. And now I hear you'll be putting up pinwheels and a big plastic (laughs) owl to keep me away. What a way to treat one of your biggest fans. I won't be deterred, I won't be ignored, and I will be back. See you soon. A very special bird. Um, Honestly, haunting. The bird that flew directly into my door (laughs) has clearly not given up. Uh, but does like wow. the podcast, so I think well, that's, that's a good. Yeah, maybe maybe the bird is trying to hear better. Yes. You know what I mean? It's just yes. they has to get like a little cup and hold it against the window, but it's, yeah, it's a little, hard little, to do. A little tiny bird cup. Wow! Thank well, you so thank much. Well, thank you so I'm much Jewish. to the the bird that left that review. Um, and Absolutely please don't incredible. come back, <laughs> but keep listening. I mean, listen. We need the we need the downloads. We need the listens. So I, if, if, a, if a bird wants to, if it's a bird, it's a bird. A little greasy New York angel. Mm. Well, let's let's kick it off, guys. Um, this week we are doing the movie "You're Next," which is a super fun one, and we always like to have Allison watch the trailer and give us our our first thoughts. Allison, what are your first thoughts about "You're Next"? Oof. I mean, one, <laughs> it's using the same song um, in the trailer that the new Princess Diana movie with Kristen Stewart is using, except children sing it in that one, and it's a scarier version. <laughs> um, oh, how funny! Um. Super scary, like home invasion. The the ma- mm-hmm. the animal masks are very scary. Yes, absolutely. Like, I feel like if they were more realistic, they'd be less scary. And if they were jankier, they'd be less scary. Like they found the sweet spot of like mm-hmm. they're ju- they're menacing enough, but still like we're just putting these on and like we're killing you. Like it's not like yeah, it, we dress it's- up. It's like someone took masks that would have been appropriate in um, the original Wicker Man and then, like, left them in the sun, like, on a playground. And then, unfortunately, these gentlemen found them. Yes. And are using them to uh, invade a home. And, like, from what I can tell in the trailer, it's, like, they've been watching the the invade. It's not a random invasion, but this is planned. And I think that's always a very scary—I mean, random—like, they're both very scary routes to go down, but the planning feels very menacing. (laughs) Yeah, and I guess this is you're right. It's sort of the the um the the reverse of the strangers, where it really right. was sort of like, you know, because you're home, we're gonna just show right. up and and cause chaos in your uh, relationship. Um, this is there's they've got their uh, spooky man with a plan. Oh, spooky man with a plan. That's a which genre. Means, which brings me to the um, baseline scary, which I was like to take 
Allison, how scary do you find the concept of being from a, an extremely rich family? Not scary at all. <laughs> Interesting. Not no. even knowing from, of course, the documentary Succession, yes. how fucked up extremely rich families are. Yeah, I think, no, I think it's, like, very scary because there's, like, the families are always fucked up and then also, like, everyone else hates you. So there's, yes, like, absolutely. there's no there's no safe like, connection that you can have. Like, you're always at risk, either, like, from within your family, somebody is, like, plotting and being a dickhead, or, like, you know, somebody else, like, wants what you have. So I feel yes. like you can never be safe. Well, that's a it's a great takeaway. I You know, I think that there is something where, like, oh, money can't buy happiness, but it's just like, money can buy, like, stability. Yes. But then there is, like, the, where you just have money you shouldn't have. And yes. the example I always think of is how Betsy DeVos, you yes. know, who served under the Trump administration, had a $40 million yacht. Yes. And I'm like, that woman could own $41 million yachts. Yes. For the price of one yacht. And if you remember, I believe it was, it was a couple, I mean, like 2018 or whatever, mm-hmm. like people broke into her yacht and oh, yeah. set it adrift. Did, yeah, like, did, it, did they try and sink it or did they just let it go? I can't remember. It was something like that, and um, I was just like, yeah, if you own a $40 million yacht, people are going to try to either sink it or set it adrift, and I can't blame them. Yes. Definitely so, if you're trying to defund education in America. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah, you can sell that fucking yacht and fund education, but you're choosing not to. Sorry, people with spooky masks are going to show up and bust up your yacht, and I feel fine about it. Me too. Um, yes, apparently it was set just set adrift, which frankly is nice. They could have, you know, tried to sink it. Blown it up or something. Yeah. Well, maybe they still will, because I got to imagine she still owns it. So shout out to anyone trying to She's do that. still terrible, so. Um, and before we get started, uh, we always like to have Allison guess the twist. What twist do you think they will be in your next? Guess the twist. Ooh. I think maybe that the home invasion people are like connected to the family like it's it's someone like a like an ex or like maybe a a child put up for adoption so yeah somebody known to the family so somebody love that it. the family knows and maybe hasn't seen for a long time love it that's my All theory right. And this movie, of course, was recommended to us by Julia on Instagram and Alex F. via email. So thank you so much for the recommendations. As always, you can send your recommend- recommendations to ruined at the Oh my God. Hang on. Ruined at the radiopoint.com. Ruined at the radiopoint.com. I had it and visualized it in my mind. And even then, my brain's like, you bitch, you thought you could just say the name of the same email address. Say an email address? It's, yeah. I mean, sometimes if we go a while without saying it, I completely forget what it is. (laughs) All right. So let us begin by ruining your next, which is directed by Anna Weingart. And it came out in 2011. And it, one of the characters is Barbara Crampton, who we will remember from uh, Reanimator. So I mm. think a fun, you know, sort of a legacy horror uh, performer. Fun. And um, let us begin. We open on a couple, Talia and Eric, and they're just finishing up having sex. And Eric immediately goes into the shower, and Talia's sort of like quiet and morose. But you know, hey, listen, we all had sex. We've all, you know, been yeah. there before. Done. And it's funny. <laughs> And so he's, like, you know, older, like, middle-aged, and she's, like, clearly, like, 20 or whatever. Okay. And it's funny because it is a little bit of a plot point later, but I was like, oh, it's a movie. It's uh, some old guy and some young, beautiful woman who yeah. doesn't have a bra on. Yeah. It, it didn't strike that me as, like, tracks. oh, 
<sighs> yes. And what I do like about this show is, or show, this TV show uh, that we're watching, <laughs> this one episode, very long, um, is that it is very down-to-earth and realistic for the most of the movie. Like, they are playing it very close to reality. Okay. And in reality, you'd see this couple and be like, oh, brother, Ugh, okay, like, someone's having a midlife crisis. Yeah. So Talia goes downstairs, she puts on her underwear, and she goes and makes herself a drink. Alternately, she just pours herself orange juice. Either way, she has a big glass of ice and orange juice. Um, and she does not notice, even though there are huge, large, like, sliding glass patio doors looking into the woods, Ugh. that one of the motion sensor lights has turned on. Oh, and that's so scary. I know. And that's the thing about motion sensors. You've got to be paying attention to them, or else what do we do? You you know? Otherwise, don't have them. And then finally, she hears a twig snap in the woods, and so she goes and finally closes the patio door and locks the door. But you already know. Like, it's already mm, too late, girl. It's too and late. And also, I don't even like to have the blinds open when I'm having sex. You had no. the patio door standing open in another room? No. When you're, like, not— I don't know. Two people was like, what a, a catastrophic error to yeah, make so early in this movie. Even when you're in the middle of nowhere, like, I mean, especially when you're in the middle of nowhere. Like, yes. that is just not—I don't like it. Yeah, if you're going to have sex or— or doing anything where you're not immediately staring out at the motion lights, you got to lock the right. doors. So she puts on a CD, interesting choice, but I guess it was 2011, and plays the song Looking for the Magic by the Dwight Twiley Band, which is kind of a theme throughout the movie. You kind of hear it a, a multiple times. Unfortunately, again, she is looking into the living room, and we see the patio lights turn on on the patio itself, and Talia slowly turns to face the door. Cut to Eric is getting out of the shower. He takes a sip of the same glass, and he's assuming, oh, Talia must have left this here for me. Right. Unfortunately, when he turns around, written in blood on the bedroom, uh, on the living room patio windows, it says the words, you're next. And on the other side of the glass is Talia's murdered body. <gasps> he freaks out, obviously, and he whips around from the patio windows to presumably run to the phone or run out the door or whatever. And he is attacked by a man in a lamb mask, which I could already <sighs> tell is going to give me trouble. A lamb mask. Lamb mask. Is, yeah, that's a tough one. And Eric is stabbed to death with a machete, his blood spraying Jesus. across the windows. The next day, we uh This really follow. opens, like, hard. Oh, They're yeah. like, we are in. Yeah, and there is, unfortunately, at least one gentleman in a spooky animal mask, and he has got a machete, and he has he's he does not have time to mess around. He's going to no. come in and just start murdering people. Um, so the next day, we are following an SUV, and it's cutting across, like, sort of a dusty, like, winterscape countryside mm -hmm. with mm -hmm. an, a very attractive older couple, uh, Paul and Aubrey. Aubrey is played by Barbara Crampton. And as they drive, they pass Eric's house. And she says, oh, there's a car in the driveway. Like, he must be home. And obviously, this is a place where rich people have, like, their second house. Yes. So th they're going to their country house. Eric, he's at his country house. And um, they're like, oh, it's, it's so interesting. And Paul says, oh, yeah, I heard he left his wife for some college student. He might be living here full time. And Aubrey's like, well, you know, that might not be so bad because we're kind of isolated out here. So, like, it would be nice to have somebody who's within, like, walking, like, right there mm -hmm. in case something ever happens. Well, unfortunately, something has already happened. So, yes. while that's a great idea, you're not going to be able to sort of rely Wait, on Wait, what's them. their relationship to him? Sorry, I already have forgotten. Just neighbors. Just, <laughs> just people neighbors. Okay, in so the neighborhood. Just know it, him. 
Yeah, it's sort of a fa- uh, funny games. So it's sort of like you only see these neighbors when you're going to your you know, second house. home, your cabin, your lake house. So okay. they know so him, friends, but they, family. yeah, just friends. And like, he doesn't even live there full time. So like, they really only see each other when like they overlap. You know, mm-hmm. they're both coming up for Thanksgiving, you know, sort of thing. Um, so they arrive at their gigantic country house and start unpacking their Jeep and taking their suitcases inside. Allison, Paul goes to unlock the front door. The door is already open. That's what I call the police. That's yep. what I say. Get back in the fucking car. Yeah, get in the car. Leave our we're turning around. Call everyone because, like, you know, we're, we're going to have family. We're going to have our kids come. Call everyone now and tell them, do not come here. Somebody has gotten into the house. So, but of course, you rationalize it. And they're like, oh, we had workmen, like, coming to work on the house. And so they must have, like, left it open when they left. You know, they immediately shrug it off, of course. Um, in the meantime, we catch up with another couple who's also coming to the same country house, Aaron and Crispin. And okay. Crispin is one of Paul and Aubrey's sons. And everyone okay. is coming up for Paul and Aubrey's 35th wedding anniversary. So it's sort of like... You know, they haven't been seen each other. Everyone's, like, clearly in their early 30s. You know what I mean? Like, they just haven't seen each other for a while. Everyone's yeah. trying to make the trip. Um, and Erin, this is her first time meeting the family. And she's like, wow, your parents are pretty loaded, huh? And he's like, yeah, I guess. Like, all rich people. He's like, yeah. oh, kind of. You They're know, like, trying oh, to play it down. We? And we find out that Paul, uh, the father, he just retired from being a huge defense contractor. And Aaron sort of has a look. And Crispin says, oh, is that a problem? You know, having dinner with fascists? It's like, I guess if somebody's rich, you got to assume, you know, maybe not like The Rock, but like most people have done something. (laughs) You know I mean? If you're a defense contractor, you've definitely pressed the button or sent an email that resulted in uh, death, you know. You're a terrible person. But you do get a beautiful uh, country, you a country home house. when you retire. So uh, come, come see, come saw. You know, you got to make a decision. Um, they We find out that Aubrey, the mother, is on medication. So she doesn't drink. So there's no booze in the house. So Aaron and Crispin are like, you know, being with a family for a couple of days, we're going to have to get some booze on the way to town. Meanwhile, back at the big house, Aubrey is cleaning up. You know, like they have like uh, sheets over all the furniture. She's sort of sweeping up. Sure. like. They clearly have not been in the house for months, so she's sort of like just sort of, you know, prepping things for when her kids arrive. Suddenly she hears a loud thud from the second floor, and she immediately, of course, freaks out like somebody's in the house, and Paul Mm -hmm. grabs like a fireplace poker Poker. to go investigate, and he tells Aubrey, go wait outside. It's already nightfall, so it's already dark outside. Aubrey is panicking. Paul makes his way upstairs, and as, you know— she watches him terrified. He's slowly, trepidatiously about to open a door on the second floor. And then Crispin startles him because he's he and Aaron have just arrived. Okay. And Crispin says, not to get off on the wrong foot, but why is mom in the driveway crying? And with their arrival, the thud is forgotten. Allison, and they're like— Wait, they eh. never—like, that. They, they were just like, we're moving on? And 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 Paul says under the effect of like, well, we searched all the rooms on the second floor. We didn't find anything, but they didn't search everywhere in the house. They didn't go in the basement. They didn't go in the attic. Right. I mean, like to be like, I heard a thud of what clearly sounded like someone walking. And because right. our my my son and his girlfriend are here, I would just assume someone's still in the house. I'd be like, great, now there's twice as many people who could be murdered by somebody. Yeah, now. I'd be like, okay, everybody's like, let's all figure out what happened here. 
No, yeah, but not- like, oh, Crispin's here, and we have to meet Aaron, the new girlfriend, and Aaron like loves it. And as we find out, Aaron had a, you know, she's not used to being around like a big, warm family. So mm-hmm. Crispin's like, oh, my parents, blah, blah, blah. Aaron's loving this. She's like, oh, my God, look at this house. Like, your parents are so warm and lovely to me. You know, she gets to enjoy it because it's not her family, which is, you know, we all do. Yeah. And um, that later that evening, everyone's getting ready for bed. Chris, Aaron and Crispin, um, you know, they're sort of discussing how Paul, the house is Paul's retirement project. So there's parts of the house that are unfinished. And Aaron says, you know, they seem really cool. You don't know what most people would give for folks like yours. So we've already, we're seeding. Okay. Aaron does not have folks like yes. these. What kind of folks they will be? Well, we'll find out later. And we find out that Crispin's brother, two brothers and sister are coming the next day. Again, that's how you know the family's rich. They have four kids. Right. In this day and age. Four children? Four children. Come on. And it's been a while since everyone's been under the same roof. Um, And in the middle of the night, Aubrey goes down to the kitchen. She gets some water and she takes some medication. And we see that somebody is watching her through the windows. Just like we saw that somebody was watching Watching. Talia and Eric through their windows. In the morning, Crispin wakes up late, and Aaron's already bonding with um, Crispin's older brother, Drake, and his wife, Kelly. And Drake is obviously, like, the oldest, like, the golden child, like, the success. And he immediately starts to, like, play fight with Crispin and, like, make fun of his weight. And they're, like, teasing each other and taunting. Like, they clearly have this, like, tense, like, haha, we're joking, but also I want to punch my brother in the face, you yeah. know? It, which, again, feels very rich white, you know? Yes, um, yes. Like, creating Howard, like, problems. Yeah, yeah passive-aggressive, but really underneath it, like, an intense yeah. amount of aggression. Yes. Um, and Erin's trying to be helpful. You know, she asked Aubrey, like, can I help cook dinner? And, you know, get like all middle-aged white women, yeah. Aubrey cannot accept her help whatsoever. No, no. But sit, then she said, sit, eat, eat. Like, exactly. I'm good. But, but then Aubrey does realize that she's out of milk. And, like, again, like, they're the drive, ostensibly, they're in the middle of nowhere. So, like, it's like, oh, someone have to go drive to the store and be a mm. whole thing. So she asks Aaron, can you run to Eric's house? He's the only neighbor nearby and see if he has any milk. If not, we'll make do. But, you know, and not that it matters, but Aaron is Australian. Everyone else is American. Okay. And so she has this like, and the actress is actually Australian. So she's a very lovely Australian accent the whole time. <laughs> and um, as she's walking over to Eric's, she has her like a uh, digital camera. Again, 2011, I guess not everyone had the iPhone, you know, yet. I guess I'm just it, trying to place what 2011 was technologically because I thought it wasn't that anymore. <laughs> but I you guess know, it was. I guess it would be the, I think it's the tail end of a digital camera. Like yeah. some people would have had it, but yeah, most people would have already moved on. I think on. digital camera, I understand more than CD. I completely agree. For, for 2011, not like as Yeah, a no, you're right. I Yeah, but, you know, I guess it's a time capsule. Maybe like sure. 2012, we would have been like, okay, you have to switch over. Everybody needs an iPod, yeah. But, but as she walks over, she has her digital camera, so she takes a photo of Paul, Crispin, and Drake, and they're, like, helping their dad stay in a door because he's, like, really excited about remodeling. Sure. Um, and when she leaves, Paul asks Crispin, how did the fellowship turn out? And Crispin said, um, not so good. And it's clear from their interaction that, like, Crispin is sort of the fuck up. Like, he's not that much of a fuck-up. He's, like, a college professor or, like, right. he at least teaches at a college. But compared to Drake, he's sure. he's nothing. And he's, you know, he's not obviously very child. embarrassed. Yeah. yeah. Embarrassed to tell his incredibly successful father, again, successful because he has blood on his hands. But, you yes. know. Um, so, uh, upstairs, upstairs um, Kelly is getting out of the shower. And Drake sort of tries to come on to her. You know, they're married. And right. she's like, I'm I'm good. And I understand, like, we've just arrived here. I don't want to have sex in your parents' like new house. Like yeah. it's the middle of the day. You Everybody know? else 
is here. Like, no. Yeah, and he sort of sighs and pouts a little bit, and he asks if they have any Vicodin. So he takes some Vicodin. Aaron arrives. Uh, the rich. At, yes. Oh, I know. You just loose pills just, rattling just around pills his house. Pills abound. <laughs> um, Aaron arrives at Eric's house, and we could hear the same song playing over and over again. Again, because I'm like, is the CD just this song? Ostensibly. Right. Yeah. And we hear it's the same single. song start again. Yeah, you bought the CD single, like a single of the song, but. Um, and she tries to knock on the door, but nobody answers. We see that Eric's corpse is propped up on his couch. So to see him, it looks like somebody's sitting there, but eventually he doesn't answer. So eventually right. Aaron's like, all right, uh, I'll just go back to the house. So no milk that okay. night. But also no information. Like, yeah, she, she does not see anything. What had happened there. Okay. Exactly. So she's like, okay, well, maybe, you know, somebody just can't hear me knocking or he's asleep. Who knows? Mm -hmm. So that night, the remaining siblings arrive just in time for dinner. So we have Amy and her boyfriend, Tariq, and then the son, Felix, with his girlfriend, Z. And Z is like, I guess emo would be the word of the time. And she's like, like rolling her eyes and she's smoking a cigarette and has like, has like dark eyeliner, which I just have no tolerance for. I'm just like, ma'am, you're not 19. Everyone here is clearly 30. You kind of Yeah, grow up. Like... Just We're just up. here for dinner, yeah. yeah. But the gang's all here, and both okay. Amy and Felix are immediately very warm and super nice mm-hmm. to Aaron, and they're so excited to meet her. And all of the partners are new. Like, this is everyone's first time meeting Tariq. This is everyone's first oh, time meeting Z. Interesting. So clearly, these people have not seen each other, you know, at least a year, I would say. Like, yeah. it could have been longer. Because these are not just like, oh, we just started dating. Like, clearly right. they've been around for a number of months. Yes. But it's nice, and everyone's, like, you know, so excited. And Aubrey, of course, she's thrilled to have, like, all of her kids in the house. The only partner that, like, has been established is Kelly because she and Drake are married. So everyone knows Kelly. But Aubrey's like, thank you for coming. And Erin is so moved and, like, loves that she gets to be a part of this. Mm-hmm. Again, as someone who didn't have this growing up. Of course. Um, and at dinner, Paul has them bow their heads and pray. And... As soon as they're done, Drake immediately starts grilling Tariq about his career as a filmmaker. Because Drake's like, well, I, I do documentaries, and I got one in the Cleveland Underground Film Festival. And Drake's like, so what makes a film festival underground? You know, oh, like just God. being an absolute asshole. And Amy's like, he's a very talented filmmaker. You don't have to do this. Also, Tariq is played by Ty West, who is, of course, the director of The House of the Devil. Oh, and, how yeah. fun. And I think they're all sort of like, not, like, good friends, but, like, these are all, like, filmmakers that, like, have worked yeah. on each other's projects. So, like, That's it's really a fun. fun. I like yeah. that. And so, um, you know, and Amy's like, can you please lay off him? You know, like, he's very talented. And But, but both Drake and Kelly are like, honestly, the best form right now that people are shooting are commercials. And I guess it was that time where okay. it was, like, Tim and Eric were doing commercials or, like, the yeah. Old Spice commercial. And they're like, it's honestly the, you know, the height of the form right now. It's like, okay. you are absolute assholes. Please kill me. Um, and Drake then asks Aaron, are you still in school? And she said, you know, I'm on my last year of my master's in English or something. And Drake asks if Aaron was Crispin's student. And he's dead on. She was. And Crispin says, well, actually, she was my TA. But we realized it was inappropriate if she, we were to have a relationship. So she switched to another class. You know, and Drake's like, well, that's unprofessional. And then Crispin blows up and they have a huge argument. Okay. And he's like, what do you, I don't know what you want. I don't think that you're in any position to be judging my moral Who says I'm judging you? You are with your eyes. So everyone is either shouting at each other or trying to shout at people to calm them down, which rarely works. Oh, yeah. Like, shouting begets more shouting. Like, don't shout at somebody to calm down. (laughs) 
And Drake's like, you're jealous of me, which we do kind of see, like, Drake is the golden child. Crispin's, it's like, oh, my God, like, ball, like, you think you're so great. They're at each other's throats. Unfortunately, at the same time, Tariq is sitting there silently because he's like, I'm not getting in the middle of this. No. Tariq slowly gets off the table and looks out the window, and we hear him say quietly to himself, what the fuck is that? <gasps> Allison. Mm-hmm. Seconds later, we hear the window shatter. And as everyone slowly turns, we see Tariq has been shot through the skull with a crossbow arrow. What? Through the window. And everyone starts to scream. So Tariq is dead. Like, thanks thanks for the cameo. You're out of here. Wow. And so everyone immediately, like, dives under the table or runs out of the room as another arrow shoots through the window and gets Drake sort of in the back between his shoulder blades as he tries to, like, throw his mom to the ground to get her away from the window. And Drake is wounded, but not killed. But, like, okay. then a third arrow shatters, like, of this vase. Like, somebody is, like, firing on them with the intent yes. to kill. And Aaron, in this moment, really steps up. Like, she calms Kelly down. She said, like, everyone get on the ground. Like, everyone get their phones down and call 911. Allison, they all try to call 911. Oh, no. But the signal is jammed. Of course. And Felix, who, with Z, kind of ran into the doorway. So they aren't in the room anymore, but they're, like, kind of, like, looking yeah. in. And he said, whoever's doing this must be using a signal jammer, which, while illegal, could be purchased for $30. And Drake's like, you fucking lowlife, of course you'd know about this kind of thing. Like, what's going on? You know, like, screaming at him, taking his aggression out on him. Yes. It's like, now is not the time. Yeah. And Erin, because she's, you know, she's rising to the occasion, she has everyone, one by one, pick up a chair and hold it between them and the window, and then run out of the room. So it's sort of like... Uh, even if an arrow hits the chair, it won't hit you. So it's like right. she's very, like, in the moment, incredibly competent and aware. And she's the last person out of the room. And as she runs with the chair, an arrow embeds itself in the chair. So she was nearly avoided being t- getting a arrow to the face, unfortunately. Okay. Arrows. What a choice. It couldn't be me personally. Not, it just feels no. like I'm not saying. I'm saying if you're gonna if you're gonna be shooting people, the gun seems like a much safer bet and like easier. So much easier. <laughs> like, like I imagine they a can hold more feels yeah. heavy and comp and like the accuracy. I mean, you have to be like good at crossbow. I think that you uh, could still murder an entire rich family being oh sure not good at gun. <laughs> I bad at gun. Bad yeah, at gun. Good at killing. I do feel like it's less cinematic, so I think that's oh, absolutely why no, I was the, the artistic choice, I understand, but from a logistical standpoint, a nightmare. Yeah. So now they're in the foyer, so, like, they're behind the front door, and the, which is, like, a big, heavy oak door, and there's, like, a little window, but it's you're not so exposed, you know? Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, what the right. fuck is going on? Like, deciding what to do. And they try to they pull they try to pull the arrow out of Drake's back, but it's so painful. Luckily, oh. it's Vicodin, but it's so painful right. they can't pull it out. And Felix says okay, somebody has to make a run for the car or, like, try to run oh far enough away from the house to get away from the signal jammer. Because otherwise, we're just going to be in here and they're going to get in here and murder all of us. Right. And Aubrey is, like, begging him, like, please do not go outside. Like, they're going to murder you, you know? Yeah, it's like, you're right there. They're and waiting. And this is all, all this is going on, like, Drake and Christopher are, like, still screaming at each other, like, like, you know, like, oh, you're so, like, you know what you're doing? Like, why are you acting like you know what to do in this situation, you know? And Aaron says, like, everyone just stay here. But Amy decides, and she's obviously devastated from watching Tariq die. She said, I'm going to do it. You know, she's like, I'm the fastest one. Everyone always underestimates me. But, like, I, I, if I am able to run out of here, I could run to a point where I can get uh, a, a signal and call 911. Yeah. 
And they're like, okay. And Aubrey's begging her, please don't go outside. Like, let's all stay together. But Amy says, mm-hmm. no, I, I could do it. She takes off her heels, Allison. She right. prepares herself. And as she runs towards the front door, because she has a running start, Felix and her dad open the door. She immediately runs into a garrote wire strung across the porch. <gasps> and it slices her goddamn neck open. Oh which brings God. me to my next question, Allison. What would you do? <laughs> What would you do? Oh. In this case, I'm going to say you're Aaron. What would you do in this case? I'm Aaron. Oh. I mean, I would go find that bottle of Vicodin and just take all of them. That's oh, the Allison special. The Allison special. So soon in the film, Allison. So early. So early. Um, I mean, I've got to believe there are some, there's weapons in that house that they have yes. a gun or something because it's the middle of nowhere and... They're rich, and I, it just exactly. feels like they would. I think if nothing I else, would, like they have a cleaver, a butcher's knife. Yeah, I would go I mean? on the hunt for like whatever the best weapon is. Yeah. All right. Good. I like. And that. then I, you know, from there, it's hard to say what the answer. Like sometimes <laughs> it's like it's like we know, like don't go to the second floor, like you'll just get cornered. Right. But don't yeah. go outside either. Yes, they're really in a pickle. This is like a sort of an unsolvable problem because it's like best case scenario, you have to engage in hand-to-hand combat with somebody trying to kill you. Like there's right. no other better option. Right. So I I do agree. I uh, We would both be killed for sure. Oh, instantly. Um, but I would yes. possibly try and go hide in a thing that would feel like they would never find me. Great. I love hiding. And this like, is a big, huge house. Some of it's still, you know, sort of being put together. So there's there got to be a lot somewhere that, like, yes. really feels like, all right, like, even if they murder everybody, like, I, there might be a chance if I just, like, stayed quiet and had a weapon and just, like, hid in, like, in a crawl space under a trunk. Yes. Like, you know, like, really, like, hide yeah. myself. I love that. The Crooked Store's latest collection has a clear message for anyone trying to take away abortion rights. Don't. The No Trespassing collection features four different designs, each inspired by a different state where abortion is under attack. There's Stay Out of My Swamp for Florida, Stay Out of My Hole for Arizona, Stay Out of My Prickly Pear for Texas, and Stay Out of My Strip for Nevada. But obviously, I'll be wearing these no matter where I am. A portion of proceeds from the collection will go to Vote Save America's F-Bands, the Fight Back Fund, which currently is supporting abortion rights organizations across Arizona, Nevada, and Florida. Head to cricket.com slash store to shop. Hi, I'm Erin Ryan, a writer and host of the podcast Hysteria. And I'm Alyssa Mastromonaco, former White House Deputy Chief of Staff and also a host of Hysteria. And this week, we were asked to talk about Women's History Month. And on behalf of women everywhere, okay, fine. Our show Hysteria is about the way news and culture impacts women in America every week of the year. From the latest on reproductive rights to the ways pop culture handles women's stories. And not just because it's March, okay? We exist the other 11 months of the year, too. What? Don't... (laughs) Uh, You heard it here first. Don't even get us started on our exclusive YouTube series, This Fucking Guy, where we try to figure out how the worst people in America got to be so awful. So if you're looking for a pod that's by the ladies and for everyone, make sure to subscribe to Hysteria wherever you get your podcasts. So, all right, so they drag Amy back inside, but unfortunately, she's bleeding out. I mean, as everyone screams, she dies. It's awful. Yeah. 
Aubrey, the mom, is, like, howling in distress, like, uh, you know, inconsolable. And Aaron's like, well, fuck. And Aaron runs into the other room. Kristen follows her, and Aaron tells him, we have to lock all the doors and windows. Everyone needs to text 911, because, like, even if we can't place Mm -hmm. calls, like, some places, if you text 911, they get it, like, as a voicemail, and they— you know, it goes through even if there's one bar. So she's like, just text it. And if if there ever is a bar, like, it'll go through. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you text something, yeah. like, it doesn't go when you're out of service. It will go through when you get service. And he's like, our cell phones are useless. And she says, "I we just need to keep trying. You know, you never know. It's true. And so Paul, because Aubrey is sobbing so much, takes Aubrey upstairs to lay down in her bed. And there are a lot of moments, and it's not a criticism of the film as such, but a lot of moments where people are left alone that I really can't understand. Like, I, if my family was being set upon by a homicidal killer, everyone has to stay in the same room. You, If you want to sleep, you got to sleep in the room. Yeah. You can't be going up and leaving no. grandma, essentially, like, upstairs alone. So he takes her up there, and, you know, downstairs, Felix says, like, okay, but someone still has to go outside and make a call. And Aaron says, no, we're all staying here. We are hanging an SOS sign out of the second story so someone could see it from the road. We're not going outside. Obviously, if we go outside, we're going to be murdered. Right. And Crispin is really thrown by how take charge Aaron is being. And she, she says, like, I've never seen you like this. And Aaron says, well, it's a unique situation. I think it's a great, a great point. Like, well, yeah, we right. never, this as a couple, had this come up before. Yeah, we haven't, We ha- you know, we also haven't had tapas yet. But, like, yeah, we also right, haven't exactly. been, like, trapped in your family's country home being surrounded by terrifying murderers who are killing us one by one. Like, we, you, you wouldn't know how good I am in this right, exactly. Scenario. It has not come up. So, Christmas like, okay, we'll get a sheet and we'll make an SOS sign. Meanwhile, Paul has left Aubrey in their bedroom and she's sobbing and he, and he said, I'm just going to check on the kids and I'll be right back. As soon as he walks out of the room, Allison, a man slowly emerges from under her bed. No. Wearing a fox mask. Come on. So, this is the second mask, which means the second murderer. Yes. He emerges from under the bed. And like he he's been there the whole her time. the face. Yes, he's already been in the house. Stabs her in the face with a machete. So Jesus. now Aubrey has been murdered, and they hear her screaming, and everyone runs upstairs for, to help her, except for Aaron, who is in the kitchen. She's locking the windows. She's getting, like, kitchen implements, like, trying to find, yes. like, a knife, you know. Just as she's finished, a hand punches through the glass and grabs her hair and starts no, oh dragging her out. And it is a guy in a tiger mask, which makes our third, third. killer. Okay. So it's not just one crazy person. It is it's a three team. crazy people. They are a team, and they have a plan, which is way worse than just one. Oh, so much worse. But luckily, she was able to grab, like, a kitchen knife and just stab his arm into the window frame, like, incredibly Ugh. hard. However, she scrambles to get, like, a cleaver, and by the time she turns around, he has yanked his arm away and has disappeared into the night. But she now knows, okay, great. He's so we injured. have. Yeah. So he's injured at least, but also it seems like there are multiple people. Yes. Upstairs, the rest of the gang is run up to find Aubrey. Again, she has a machete stabbed into her fucking face. I mean. And next to her on the wall is scrawled the phrase, you're next in blood. No. Paul obviously starts screaming. This is his wife. And Felix Felix and Crispin has to like pull him down the stairs so they all could be in the foyer together, which they should have been with to begin with. Yes. And Drake finally at some point asked a great question. Why would anyone do this? And I think that's a, that's a great question, Drake. Why would somebody do this? Yes. Upstairs, Kelly has stayed behind to like put a blanket over Aubrey's corpse and like sort of looks out the window. Why anyone leaves Kelly alone, I don't know. She hears the floorboards creak. 
And so she gets down on her hands and knees, Allison, and she peers under the bed. It's the guy with the fox mask. Obviously. And so first we hear her screaming as he's murdering her. Yes. Or attempting to murder her. Kelly does the right thing. And it's like, well, fuck it. If there's somebody upstairs, she runs down the stairs, opens the front door, ducks under the grout wire. Right. Now they know that's there. And now Kelly is loose and running. And Drake tries to follow her, but the arrow in his back catches the wire, and he <gasps> screams. Oh, ow. And he reaches up, and he pulls it out, and it's so painful, he passes out of the porch. But this does mean that Kelly is loose, so which is great. Okay. On the downside, uh, we see the killer in the lamb mask, the one with the bow, mm. starts hunting her through the woods, Allison. Oh, okay. She's gone from the frying pan into the fire. Back in the house, everyone's sort of tending to Drake's unconscious body. And Z's like, okay, well, if Kelly left, like, maybe we should all just fucking make a break for it. Like, we could all run out different doors. I mean, there is kind of, a, I do wonder, it's like, if all of you are running, there's still only, I mean, we know there's multiple, there's three people at minimum here. But, like, if you all go in different directions, like, one of you will probably make it. Yeah, and there <laughs> now, is Now, other people like, will die. Yeah. Like, if you're creating, it's almost like, um, you know, it's, like, you're creating different opportunities for the killers to fuck up. And the more opportunities there are for them to fuck up, the greater your chances are of survival. Yes. If you all stay in one room, well, they kind of know you're there. Versus if you're all running out the back door or the front door, right. at least somebody, they're going to, like, oh, go for the wrong person or they're going to, like, miss somebody. Yes. You have a greater likelihood of being able to escape. Yes. And Crispin agrees. Like, he's like, I'm going to run out. I'm going to run and make a, a 911 call. And Aaron says, I'm coming with you. I'm not leaving you. Yeah. We can't split up like this. No. And Christmas says, no, I'm going to go. I'm going to get the car. I'm going to bring it around and we'll put Drake's body in. Mm-hmm. And Aaron's like, don't do this. He said, no, please, I do it. And she gives him, like, the cleaver that she found in the kitchen. We see, of course, that poor Kelly has made it to Eric's house, the only other house around there. Oh, shit. Where the one song is still playing, and she's pounding on the patio door, but she doesn't realize that Eric is dead. So she, in right. her, to her view, he's just sitting there shirtless on the couch, and she's punching, like, punching the wall, like, screaming, like, what, what's wrong with you? Does Let she try in. and open the door at all? Yes, and the door is ass- locked. Okay, because yeah. I would assume it's unlocked for some reason. <laughs> Um, well, we saw Talia lock it, but it, yeah, so oh, like, right. at least as of right now, the doors to the house are locked. Yes. Allison, as she like looks in the glass of the patio, we see the lamb mask approach her sort of out of the darkness in the reflection. <sighs> the masks when, are so scary. When Kelly turns around, he just punches her so hard. She flies through the sliding glass door. What the fuck? And he follows her in, and she's, like, trying to claw herself across broken glass to, to Eric, only to realize, of course, oh, this is a he's fucking dead. dead body. Yeah, he's not helping. Also, he like, then, the fact that he hasn't moved during this means— Yeah, he would have at least turned around alive, and been like, hey, he's not helping. Hey, my patio doors, you don't have to pay for that. The lamb mask then takes an axe, which he also has, Allison. Of course. They have a variety he, of weapons at their disposal, it seems. And he buries the axe in her skull, uh, killing Kelly. Ugh. And as he does, the song starts to get and he sort of sits next to Eric's body, I guess to, like, relax and, like, but he still well, he keeps did, his mask on. He needs a breather. It's been a busy night. Yeah. So, back at the house, um, unfortunately, when Crispin gets to the cars, he realizes that the engines have been fucked with, so the cars are undrivable. So, not knowing Great. what to do, he goes back to the house. And he said, maybe Kelly made it. Maybe we should just stay here. Maybe, you know, sh- if she was able to get to the road, she'd be able to make a call. 
And Felix's like, okay, so you're just going to leave it? And Chris is like, no, you're right. I'll go to the fucking, I'm going to go to the neighbors and I'm going to call 911. So Chris's plan is now to go to Eric's house and try okay. to either find a phone or find help. Again, we already know that's not going to pan that's out. It's not going to work out. And again, Eric, Aaron is like, please do not go. Like, yes. this is not a good idea. Like, please stay. And he said, no, you're going to be fine. It's going to be fine out there. Take care of yourself. And she's, of course, trying like not to cry. Right. And he opens the door and he says, see you soon. Nope. And in a fun move, he takes the cleaver that she gave him and he cuts down the garage wire, which I'm like, at least somebody thought to do well, that. So yeah, you don't like, accidentally run into it. Leave this up. Yeah. So next, one to rest on her laurels. Aaron's like, okay. So we have to assume at least one of these motherfuckers is in the house because they killed Aubrey and attacked Kelly. So this person is in the fucking house and she has Z check on Drake. Drake is still unconscious. And it's like, okay, we cannot carry him. He's an unconscious right. man. So he's like a big guy. So it's like, we're going to uh, hide him. So like you said, Z, Felix, and Aaron carry Drake's unconscious body and they hide him sort of like... They're like long curtains in front of sort of like a uh, window seat area. So there's mm -hmm. like a space between the curtains and the wall. So okay. they're able to like tuck his body in there, which I thought was very clever. I yes. would not have thought to do that, but well, it's like he's at least like visibly hidden. Where no one's going to be looking. Yeah. That's the bet. That seems like the safest bet. Exactly. And Aaron's talking to Felix like, okay, what's the best room? Tell me about the rooms in this house. And he's like, well, you know, I mean, every room has windows except for the basement. And Aaron says, no, that's no good. They could pour gas down the stairs and light a match. And Z looks at her like, what? Like, what? what? How did you know to even think of this? A great point. And he's like, okay, well, let's just stay here. We'll board up the rest of the windows. And she runs, she was boiling water, I guess, to tend to Drake's wounds. And she runs... She comes back with a big uh, armful of kitchen implements, you know, like uh, a yeah. meat hammer Sharp shit. and um, a cleaver. Very smart. Anything you'd have in your house. So it's all yeah. kitchen stuff. Just as she returns, Kelly's dead body is thrown through the one the, unex the exposed window. What? Exploding through the glass. I mean. Followed by the tiger mask man. And Erin, be startled, hits the ground, but then all of the kitchen implements fly out of her hands. Oh my god! So it's like shit. This person is walking into the room, and my the only weapons I have are abs are all over the ground. Right. As he comes in the room, he has an, uh, the axe, and he swings it down on her. But luckily, she rolls out of the way, and the axe embeds itself in the ground. Allison. Aaron grabs the meat mallet and she fucking breaks this guy's kneecap and then bashes oh. him over the head and oh. then, as he's screaming and then beats him over and over again in the head. You could hear his skull crack oh. until he's dead on the ground while Z and Elix, uh, Felix stare at her like horrified. She murders this man, be, you know, trying to, in her, it, it's not to her fault. save herself, but she yeah. she brutally kills this guy. I mean, and then that is incredibly violent. And she pulls off his mask. So that's at least one killer down. And she God. said, does anyone know this guy? And Felix says, well, uh, it's kind of hard to tell, <laughs> which I thought was a very funny line. <laughs> and they all, but then they all turn to look at Kelly's body. They're like, well, fuck, Kelly's dead. Yeah, she did not that's... get to the road. She did not make a 911 nope, call, nope. you know. And Felix, uh, trying to anticipate what Aaron's thinking, he's like, hey, I'm sure Crispin's fine. He's a tough guy. And Aaron replies, no, he's not, but thank you. <laughs> And then she said, and hey, thanks for the help, by the way. You guys fucking stood there with your fucking mouths open. Well, I had a beaded man to death with like a, a meat tenderizer. Oh, my God. Yeah. And Felix yeah, says, come on, guys, step up. 
Well, I mean, being there's soft-handed, well-rich yes. people. You know what I mean? And if you look, say, well, I mean, it looks like he had a hand on it, which is also true. And yes. suddenly Aaron realizes, well, shit, where's Paul? Where's the dad? He's like the one character we don't know where he is. Yes. Paul is upstairs by himself with a <sighs> kitchen knife, and he is searching for his wife's killer. Because his thing is like, wait a minute. I have to find the person who murdered my wife. Yes. While he's going through the second floor, he finds like a nook filled with candy bar wrappers and a sleeping bag and water bottles, plus a bottle full of pee. He, oh. of course, realized someone's been staying in the house. This wasn't random. Yes. This isn't the strangers. Somebody's been right. staying here anticipating our arrival. Allison, suddenly, the power goes out. Oh. Erin, because again, she's our, a fucking hero, like in a, in a pinch, says, well, where's the circuit box? And Felix tells her, it's in the basement. Um, How about you go look down there for it while Z and I go find my dad? So it's like, hey, girl, you've, I've never met and doesn't know this house. How about you go find the circuit breaker and we're going to no. go upstairs? No. And she's like, oh, fuck you. But okay, I will do it. Meanwhile, Paul is on the second floor. The circuit breaker is actually on the second floor. So he's fumbling around in the dark until he finds a circuit box. Of course, we see one of the killers in the hallway with him, but it's pitch black. Of course. And he flips on the light and he's startled by Felix and Z. And he tells him, someone is in the house. I found their little, like, nest. This isn't random. Suddenly, the fox mask killer steps out of a doorway and slits Paul's throat, <gasps> spraying Felix and Z with blood. This is nonstop. And as he dies, Allison, horribly, Paul yeah. reaches out to Felix, his son's face, and Felix sort of brushes away his hand in disgust. <gasps> and he and Z stand there emotionless as they watch Paul die. Rich people, man. And in case, in case it wasn't clear what was going on, Felix turns to the fo fox mask killer who's just standing there and says, really, you had to do that right in front of me? And the fox mask killer takes out his headphones, which I thought was a fun moment. And oh, says, that's fine. Were you saying something? So now we know Felix has, we assume, he is, yes. he knows he's in on this. He has essentially paid these people to kill his family. He and Ooh. Z, and Z's in on it too because she had no reaction watching Paul be murdered. Right. And so they are the, the orchestrators of this. And you already know, oh. but we obviously get into eventually like, it's about money. It's all about the of money. Course. It's about like, okay, how can I stage their murder of my family in such a way that I, I get, get the inheritance? Mm. Yeah. And, um, wow. but unfortunately, we know this. Aaron does not know this, right? Oh, my God. So, we now have information that Aaron does not have, which— That yeah, makes he, me again, feel terrible for all of these new partners who are like, wait, wait I week, don't— I can't— Tariq literally just came up for the weekend. Yeah. It's not yes. his money. Like, he's not in the, like Like, exactly. they're just collateral damage. You know, and it's like, Amy's already dead. Like, Paul's dead. The mother, Aubrey is dead. Kelly's dead. Crispin is gone, but again, Crispin does not see—he's he's no Aaron, you know what I mean? He's right. not someone who could win in a, a, a close combat fight. Meanwhile, during this, Aaron is still down in the basement. She's looking for weapons, and, and now that the lights are on, she's sort of looking like, is there a way out here, you know? And as she comes back upstairs, I think she finds, like, some other—she finds, like, a screwdriver and some other weapon. Just as the lamb mass killer walks— you know, sort of into the building. So now the lamb mass killer is there and he finds the tiger mass killer's dead body and he's like crying and screaming and freaking out and he tips over the dining room table. And I'm sorry, I was like, if you're a professional hitman, yeah. you have to you, assume that like maybe somebody, one of you is going to be killed. This is going to happen. This is, this is you know, a part of the job like you need to yeah, be prepared like, for. And I'm going to say like, get over it. You're allowed to be sad, but like you cannot let it affect your you're professional murder career. I don't yeah. know. So he's, you know, incredibly 
sad. It, the landmass killer also takes off his mask, but it's no one we know. Like, these okay. are obviously, like, pros. Not that professional, but, like, you know, I mean, they're people who have been hired to do this. Right. Aaron can hear him, like, screaming and crying and flipping over the table and luckily knows not to open the basement door from the other side. Unfortunately, she makes some tiny little noise and the landmass killer hears her and he comes to the door, which is locked, and he just takes the ask, axe and he starts hacking the door apart. <gasps> Aaron is, like, screaming, obviously, because she's stuck. Yes. There's no other escape from the basement. Right. So if he gets There's through no the windows. door— Yeah. Yeah. So he's hanging about, she's screaming. Unfortunately, because he has terrible timing, Drake at this moment wakes up and he stumbles back into the foyer <gasps> and he, into the room and he distracts the landmass killer just enough for Aaron to bust through the door and stab the landmass killer in the back with a screwdriver. Oh my God, go Aaron. I know. And the landmass killer, he screams, but he's not dead. And not, you know, now he's like, he, Drake is mobile. Aaron is there. The landmass killer is now injured. So instead of fighting them, he runs out the front door which Aaron then okay. locks behind him. I mean, you can lock and unlock these doors a million times. These guys are getting in. They, they're yeah, just going to keep breaking windows. Yeah, that does Yeah, I guess the gesture. At least we have a yes. locked door behind us, you know. And so Drake is not in good shape. No. And he asks her, like, do, do, did Kelly come back or do we only have a Kelly? And Aaron lies because he's like, she's like, I'm not going to tell him that there are dead bodies in the other room. Yeah. And she's like, you know, we don't know. We don't know when she left, so we don't know what happened to Kelly. And Drake's like, okay, well, maybe maybe she escaped. And you're like, nah, but no. I understand not telling him right at this moment. Yeah, it's like, let him just kind of, like, get on his feet and let's keep it yeah. moving. So just then, Felix and Z come downstairs and— Again, Aaron and Drake do not know what we know, that Felix and Z have organized this. Right. And Aaron tells them, like, I stabbed one of the killers. And Felix like, stabbed how? Do you think you killed him? You know, like, okay, so I know one of them's dead. Like, did she kill another one of these guys? Right. You know, and Aaron asks, is Paul okay? And Felix lies saying, oh, you know, he just needed to lay down, you know. To lay down? <laughs> I know exactly. The idea of like anyone getting any, a shut eye right now is insane. And like, and like, and we're just leaving him alone to yes. lie down. Like, leaving that's crazy. my not elderly, but you know what I mean. An old, my older father who has yes. been through the trauma of watching his wife and at least one of his children be murdered. Like, yeah, somebody should at least be in the room with him. Yes. And Z says, "Oh well, you stabbed the guy. Maybe you scared them off." It's like, bitch, you were a terrible shut liar. Up. You were shut horrible. Up. Yeah, shut up. Give me a break. Give me a break. And Aaron's like, okay, um, so there's a ton of stuff in the basement. You know, I say we go down there, get a bunch of tools. We stock up and bring them upstairs. Because, again, I don't want to get trapped in the basement. There's no other yeah. door. But if we go there, we can get, like, sort of a stockpile. And we can keep it in here with us. So when they eventually descend on us, we'll have options. Which I yes. think is, like, again, very smart. So they go downstairs. Aaron and Z take some tools and go back upstairs. And Felix sort of is like, oh, yeah, Drake and I are going to look at our father's workroom. And he sort of leads... Drake away into this other room filled okay. with tools. And upstairs, oh. Aaron is showing Z, like, we're gonna, they're going to put nails into boards and then put the boards under the uh, broken windows. So when the killers step in, um, they'll step out of the nails. This is like this, some Home Alone shit. This is from Home Alone. Yeah, this is essentially <laughs> adult Home Alone. And Z finally asks the question. And Z's, like, also, like, could not be more over it, rolling her eyes, like, oh, okay. You know, because she knows, like, Bitch, I'm not going to, like, help you, whatever. Okay, right. She finally asked Aaron the question we've all been waiting for, which is, how did you learn all this stuff? And yeah. Aaron explains. Well, I had kind of a weird childhood. I grew up on a survivalist compound. I haven't even told Crispin that yet. When I was born, my dad got super paranoid and became convinced the world was going to run out of resources. So we gathered up some He's guys who thought like him and moved to the outback. 
He wanted me to, to be able to take care of myself. I, I heard that. I'm like, oh, yeah, those guys are probably white supremacists. Like, they don't say that. But I'm like, let's see, a bunch of white guys uh, thinking the world's going to end in the middle of the Australian Outbacko, carry the yeah. one, plus four. Mm. Yeah, these are absolutely uh, white supremacists. But we don't get into that. And, and no. Aaron seems like a decent person. So I'm going to yeah, assume we don't that need she to has not absorbed around that. that part. Yeah. Yeah. And then later, as a teenager, uh, Aaron moved to the States with her mom. and she, But she said, that compound learning stuck with me. And Z says, wow, that's crazy. It's like, oh, shut up. Give me Ugh, a break. These two. Get a personality. Really, Use the I, money that you're going to get from murdering yeah. this family to buy yourself a personality. Buy yourself a personality. And get your girl some lying lessons because she sucks. In the basement, Felix tells Drake, oh, like, Crispin made a run for it after Kelly. And Drake says, okay, well, I have to go. I have to go find Crispin and I have to go help Kelly wherever she is. And Felix tells him, like, Drake, Kelly is dead. And and Drake breaks down screaming. And he's, like, screaming at Felix, like, stop talking, stop telling me this. And Allison, Felix just picks up a screwdriver and stabs him. And then he picks up another one and stabs him again. And he tells him, I'm sorry. And then he picks up screwdrivers and he stabs him over and over and over again. Like, there's, like, ten screwdrivers in Drake's body. Until finally, like, he's, Drake is, like, you know, like, hemorrhaging. And Felix yeah. says, would you die already? This is hard enough for me. And then Drake does, which brings me <sighs> to my next question, Allison. Who will survive? Who will survive? I re- This feels like a real final girl mm-hmm. situation. I think it's just, I think at the end, it's Aaron is left standing. Okay. That's so my we, guess. Okay, great. I lo- we'll, we'll leave it at that. Yes. Okay. Beyonce, Katanji Brown Jackson, the lady who spent 500 days in a cave. Women are all around us. And this Women's History Month, the Crooked Store is celebrating with a pop-up shop featuring favorites from women of color founded companies. For a limited time, the SheCommerce pop-up shop has everything from delicious goodies to kids books to candles, all from small companies that we love. It is a great way to support women of color while treating a woman in your own life. Maybe that's yourself to a sweet distraction from the endless horrors that we face every single day. Happy Women's History Month to all. Check out what's in stock at crooked.com slash store for this month only. It's 2024. We're facing another presidential election with huge stakes. You want to help. You don't know where your money will actually make a difference or how to figure that out. Ensure you love to take an edible and not think about it, but you can't because you do care. Let Vote Save America make it easy for you with their new anxiety relief program. Here's how it works. You set up a monthly recurring donation at the level that feels right for you, and Vote Save America will send 100% of it to the grassroots organizations and down-ballot races that need it most. Then, at the end of the month, they'll tell you where your dollars went. That's it. Set it and forget it. Vote Save America has already raised $52,000 in monthly recurring donations. Love it. That's great. From over 1,000 amazing, sustaining donors who've signed up and trusted Vote Save America to make their dollar go further. But we still have a long way to go. And Vote Save America needs your help to get there. Sign up at votesaveamerica.com and enjoy your edible. <laughs> Legal disclaimer, paid for by Vote Save America, votesaveamerica.com, not authorized by any candidate or candidate's committee. So upstairs, Aaron is like putting the boards of the nails into the broken windows. You know, again, a genius. And as she does, Z picks up one of the boards and lifts it over her head and is about to bring it down on Aaron's head. Until Aaron turns around and then Z sort of drops it. It's like, your plan was to hit this one with a board with a nail on it. That wouldn't have killed her. No. 
it would just be incredibly painful that she would turn around and absolutely murder you. I don't yeah, know. Like, like, she just really told you this stuff about herself. Blow up your spot as the ringleaders of this mass murder that you've set up for some reason. So dumb. So Aaron says, she's going to go check on Paul. At least somebody's checking on Paul. And and Z's like, oh, okay, I'll keep putting the nails on the boards. But she does it, Allison. She goes to the front door and she opens it. So now the front door is accessible again to the killers to come in and kill the remaining person uh, at this yeah. point. And because Crispin is still gone. We still don't know where he is. So upstairs, right. Aaron finds Paul's dead body, which sucks. But again, it's not that surprising. I think she's right, like, okay, I, we already know somebody's in the house, you know. At this point, there are dead bodies about, all over the place. So you can't be too surprised when you find one. Yeah. And, but as she bends down to catch to check on him, she sees on the corner of eye, like the glint of the machete. Mm-hmm. be held by the fox mask killer mm-hmm. entering the doorway. So she throws her meat mallet at him. And then in one of my favorite moments in a movie, which we also saw in Texas Chainsaw, leaps straight through the second story window. Just as like, fuck oh, it. Oh, that's great. Explodes through the glass. I mean, the second story, I mean, it would be uncomfortable, but most people could survive. You know, you, you might get break hurt, a limb. But, but at on. least you're not in the movie, in the room with um, an insane person with a uh, machete. Yes. Uh, but like we were saying, she lands on a huge piece of glass, which embeds itself in her thigh. So now Aye. she's scrambling in the woods. It's dark. She's unable to run because this huge thing. She takes out a little flashlight, which I wouldn't have done. We know enough now. You, right. If it's dark and a killer's potentially going to be finding you, do not have a flashlight. It's just right. going to draw them to you. Yes, exactly. It highlights where you are. And, and that was the only rookie mistake. I feel like Aaron, yeah. it's like, I, we know not to do that. And I hope right. you do too, listener. No, I don't. But in the, in the moment, if I'm running in the dark, yes, I would probably still be like, I can't see, I need light. And then like Absolutely. be like, oh shit, damn it. Like, it's, a, it's a human, it's a yes. human instinct. Um, unfortunately, she uses the light to pull the glass out of her leg. She whips around the lamb mask killer has spotted her because of flashlight. And he is now leveling the crossbow at her. Perfect. And so she sprints and the arrow misses, but he's essentially driving her back to the house. So she is oh. unable to get around him into the woods. So she has to run back to the front Ugh. door and she runs into the house and she hides behind those curtains that Drake was hiding from before. Again, yes. at least a good hiding place. Agreed. People don't know that she, and also they don't know that she's doubled back. They don't know that oh, she's okay. back in there. Got it. So the landmass killer you know, he sort of comes back up to the house. He steps through that broken window directly out of the board with nails in it. He falls to the ground. It is Great. full home alone. Great. Screaming, howling. And uh, Fox and Z, they're talking to the fox mask killer, who now, you know, has his mask off. And they're in Aubrey's bedroom next to Felix's mother's dead body is in the room. And Felix is essentially like, what am I paying you for? You know, like, I, you know, you're supposed to be handling this. And I will say, they, these killers really have made a real mess of things. And yes. a lot of it is Aaron being incredibly, like, competent and able to right. survive. But also, again, crossbows, you know I mean? Like, there's a more um, cleaner way to have done this. And yes. they chose to do very theatrically. Yes. Which, which does is, not make any sense to me. You know, fun, but... Not yeah. the most effective method of murdering an entire family, it seems. Which brings us to the most upsetting moment in the movie. So, uh, you know, Fox Mask Killer's like, all right, I'll go down and kill her. Give me a break. So he leaves the room, and Z sort of straddles Felix on the bed. <sighs> and he says, like, I'm not in the mood. And she tells him, I want you to fuck me on this bed next to your dead mom. She's the kind you don't take home to mother. <laughs> like, it's just sort of like, girl. <laughs> Read the room. But Felix says, like, why would you even say something like that? It's like, you 
knew this woman had to be a sociopath. Like, who else would yeah. go along with this? Like, you're like, oh, my God, you've offended my delicate sensibilities. You're the one who murdered your own, paid to have your mother murdered. Yeah. You can't be offended that she's a pervert, you know? Do we have a sense of, of like, if the two of them kind of cook this up together or if it's, like, his idea and she's along for the ride? I, or if it's her I, idea? I, in my mind, it is Felix's idea. Okay. And Z's, like, absolutely great. I am a sociopath. and This sounds yes, so good. Great, I yeah, love money. A match made in hell. Yeah. So after he sort of turns her down, she says, you never want to do anything interesting. And Felix <laughs> says, that's not a fair criticism. And Z repeats, then fuck me next to your dead mom then. And Felix says, this conversation is over. And he <sighs> storms out of the room. And because, just to put a like a cherry on top of what a terrible person Z is, Z is sort of pouting. And then she steals Aubrey's ring off her dead ass finger. Ugh. What a bitch. So meanwhile, Yeah. Meanwhile, Felix goes downstairs, and the fox mask and lamb mask are there. And lamb mask, you know, because he has the nail in his boot, pulls off his boot, and all this blood dumps out. And Felix is like, don't do—you'll leave your DNA in here. Don't do that. And lamb mask killer says, I'll clean it up just like the rest of this mess. And then they're kind of, like, arguing about, like, how well the hit is going. So Aaron finally hears Felix say, I had to kill my own brother because you guys kept getting beat up by some girl. So now Aaron knows this is an inside job. Felix did do this. So she cannot rely on them. No. They are trying to kill her as well. And Lamas Kelly's like, you want to talk about my brothers? The tiger mask was my brother and he's dead. Unlike you, I liked my brother. And Felix says, oh, I'm sorry, man. I didn't know that. These have to be the least professional professional oh. hitman I've ever seen. Like They're a mess. Is this day one on the job? Exactly. Is this your, it seems like their first hit. Maybe yeah, maybe the their point. first hit. And Lamas Killer, like, he pushes Felix against the wall and he screams, like, tell me why I shouldn't kill you. And Felix says, because if you kill me, you won't get paid. And he said, but look, I'll give you your brother's share. And plus, I'll give both of you $100,000 more. So Lamas Killer will be getting $500,000 because he'll be getting his brother's share. And then the um, Fox Mask Killer will be getting $300,000, which to me, I don't think that's enough money to kill a whole family. You know it's what I mean? Not. For one person, maybe, but like you had to kill so many people over the course of so many hours. You should be getting a million dollars each. For yeah, this. it seems like a million dollar job, I think. Yeah. And again, I don't know what the prices go for these don't days the, for Don't a know what the rates hit, are, but, but unfortunately, Allison, just then from the other room, they hear Aaron's cell phone pinging. <gasps> and she got enough of a bar that her text went through to 911. So oh it was telling her text message no one received. So at least 911 has been alerted, which is okay. great. That's great. Unfortunately, the fox mask killer is now coming to kill her because they, they know she's behind the curtains. Right. And he rips the curtains aside, and Aaron punches him right in the throat, sort of like knocking the I wind like out of him. And then from here on out, it is full home alone. She is home alone, and she is bibbing, and she is bobbing. She's got, like, she's got accoutrement. She's got instruments. She runs out of the house, and, of course, the killers follow her. But then she leaps into another window into a different part of the house, and the lamb mask killer peers in the window just to see, like, oh, did she double back and go inside right. here? Um, while everyone else runs towards the road, yes. Aaron stabs the lamb mask killer in his skull, Aye. killing him. Of course. And then takes his axe. So there is just the fox mask left. And Aaron and Z, yes. who we've established, are not so competent. No. So Aaron then makes it to a room with like all that construction equipment, like random stuff in there, and she finds some twine and a brick, and she's a woman with a plan. I love her plans. 
And so she's made her way back to the foyer, and she builds device with the twine and the brick and the axe that the lamb mass killer had. So basically, if you open the front door, the axe will fall and hit, uh, chop you in the head if somebody yes. opens the front door. It's not the most practical um, Home Alone contraption, but sure. she's it's doing something. what she could do. Personally, I would have kept the axe to, like, defend myself, but— yeah. I don't know so, how good I'd be at killing somebody with an axe. Requ- no, I think you're it requires right. You have to be able to swing it. You need to have a right distance. Yeah. yeah, you're right. That's a good point. So she sets up this contraption. Meanwhile, Felix and Dee are still under the impression that Aaron might have run for the road. So they're freaking out. Like, if now one comes here and finds her running down the road, like, we're fucked. And the fox mask killer says, like, Felix forces the fox mask killer to give him the crossbow. But the fox mask says, you two go to the road and check for her. I'm going to go back to the house because we know before that she doubled back. So I'm Mm -hmm. guessing she doubled back to the house. However, Aaron waits near her contraption and instead of going through the front door, the fox mask just breaks through another uh, side window with a machete. And she's like, well, shit. Like, I built this thing for no fucking reason. Yes. And she runs finally into the basement. Which is the place she's like, I can't go down there, but at least, you know, she's she breaks all of the light bulbs in the basement. And then she sets up her camera to flash over and over again. So the fox mask killer's trying to stalk her, oh. but it keeps getting like dazzled by the light. Like the strobe is okay. like you can't see anything. Yes. So Smart. he's so discombobulated that she's able to get jump on him and then hits him with the meat tenderizer again. Yeah. As the light strobes and she's screaming. The woman's been through a lot. So now she has killed all three of the killers. And we have Felix and Z left to contend with, who at least are not professional hit yeah. people. Right. So Erin makes her way back upstairs. She's at the front, uh, like the first floor, and Felix is watching her from outside with a crossbow, like before. And he shoots her, and she collapses. So the, he shoots an arrow through the window, and we see her fall down. But then when they run over to the window, she's already gone. Felix uh, gives Z the crossbow, and then he goes into the trunk to shut off the cell phone blocker. And to get a knife out of the trunk. And so now Z and Alex are stalking Aaron through the house and they find her in the kitchen. And Z and Aaron are in hand to hand combat. Z is choking, uh, Aaron is choking Z out. Okay. And Felix storms in. And there's a lot of like, Aaron throws the contents of a pot at him, but the, the stove hasn't been on for hours. And he so goes, it's, just- it's not even hot, you dumb bitch. But then he immediately slips in the liquid and falls down. Perfect. Goofy. I don't need to tell you, Aaron's got the upper hand here again. Yeah, of and, course. But like, it's two, it's two on one. So like, right. Z is biting her hand. Felix is able to stab Aaron biting in the back. Hand. And finally, Aaron takes a blender and smashes it over Felix's head. And as he collapses, she does it again. And then she sort of digs the blades into his head and then <gasps> plugs in the blender. So the blades oh of the God. blender drive themselves through the top of Felix's head as she pushes down killing him. Oh, God, that's so horrific. And then, you know, she, of course, the, you still have Z to contend with, and Aaron just grabs the knife and just stabs it directly into the top of Z's head, killing yeah. her. Yeah. The end. Just kidding. Nope. So Aaron just collapsed to the floor, surrounded by corpses, only to hear Felix's phone ring, and she answers it. Allison, it's Crispin, and he says, Felix, is it all done in there? So we now know Crispin has been in on it the whole time. And, and what was his alleged death? Like, what, what he, happened? He, he had run to try to, like, get 911 or run to the neighbors. So oh. as far as Aaron was concerned, he potentially ran yes. into the woods and was killed, too. So yes, she didn't know what right. it was. We didn't but also really get a rap He was out him. of the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Wow. So he's like, you know, I, I couldn't handle the blood. You know, I'm a pacifist. Um, I know you're mad at me because I left and you had to deal with all this. He's assuming that, you know, it's, it's just done. Felix on the other end. Yeah. And he said, it's freezing out here. I'm going to come inside. And he comes inside, uh, you know, steps through the window. And he's taking, the house is a disaster. So it's like yeah. things have gone on here. And then suddenly he turns around and Aaron is there. Our final girl, the last woman standing, and she Ugh. throws Felix's phone on the ground. And Crispin can see that she's holding a knife. And he says, where's Felix? And she tells, she tells him, I stuck a blender in his head and killed him. I can't believe you were in on this. You were going to kill me. And Crispin says, no, 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 I was not going to kill you. You were supposed to be the innocent witness. To attest that, oh, like a bunch of crazy people broke in, they killed the neighbors, they killed my family. You were going to survive and be the, the reason that this plan worked. No. You know, we needed someone to see that there was no motive. And other than Z, you know, we can't trust her. Where is Z, by the way? And Aaron says, I killed her too. And Crispin says, that's understandable. <laughs> and he's trying to reassure her, I did not plan to kill you. And also, this has actually kind of worked out perfectly. Because, well, yes, it all would have gone to plan sure. if you hadn't turned out to be really good at killing people, which I did not know about. But now I'm the sole heir, and we get the whole estate. And it would be insane to throw that away. I know you've got your student loans. How would $500,000 go towards fixing that problem? You could quit your bartending job, just study full-time. You could have $500,000 within a month. Or I go to jail, and you get nothing. I promised you I'd come back, and I did. And with tears in her eyes, Aaron looks at him and then fucking stabs him in the neck. Yes. And as Crispin chokes, he asks her why. And Aaron says, why the fuck not? And then she stabs him in the eye with a screwdriver. Oh, my God. Allison, just then, Aaron is shot in the shoulder and collapses. <gasps> 911 has just arrived. A police officer has oh, just watched no. this. So as far as he knows, she just, he just watched her murder this man in front of him. And reasonably enough, shoots her. But she's not dead. She's just shot in the shoulder and incapacitated. Okay. Okay. The police officer goes to call for backup, and Aaron wakes up dazed and sees that he's coming back to open the front door and tries to warn him not to come through the front door. Unfortunately, the police officer does. <gasps> and he absolutely gets axed in the face. And in a spray of blood, we see the title, You're Next. The end. Ugh. Wow. Wow. Allison, Allison, were there any fatal mistakes? in this movie that anybody made? Fatal mistakes. I mean, yes. Many. Um, okay. Traveling out uh, to the middle of nowhere is always a bad first step. Um, I don't like being in the middle of nowhere. This is how this happens. This is how you can end up, like, having this happen because there's yes. no one around to stop it. Absolutely. Um, I would say not knowing your partner's background. You know what I mean? Like, Kristen, yes. had yeah. he known that she was raised in a survivalist camp, eh, maybe wouldn't have brought her. Maybe it's true. would have broken up with her, and that would have been better for Aaron. I will say, like, the killers did try and kill her a lot. So, like, she wouldn't have been, like, the lone survivor witness. Yes, there wasn't, like, and also, like, even if they had been specifically told not to kill her, once she started to fuck things up for then, them. Then, like, they were like, we can't. It seemed like they were, yeah, like, they were just going to kill her. And also, yes. they, you don't, can't promise, that, like, you know, you won't, the guy's just firing into the room with a crossbow. You can't promise. So I right. think that was a lie. I think that was, like, I think that's just trying to save his ass. Because, yeah, there's no, there's a million different scenarios where it's, like, it easily could have been her killed instead right. of, you know, whatever. Uh, right. Drake getting hit with a crossbow. That could have been Aaron. Yeah. 
absolute bullshit. I think, um, you know, don't raise your children to be sociopaths if you can help mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, um, have them value things other than money. Yes, I think that's important. Um, if your partner says to you, let's have sex next to the body of your dead mom, I think maybe that's the time to step back and be like, maybe maybe this is a sign that they I've really made some terrible mistakes. Yes, yes. that Things have gone wrong in every corner of your life if that's what's happening. And then I was trying to think, like, if you had to protect yourself against a cadre of killers, what kind of Home Alone-style mechanism would Ooh. you try to concoct? Um, which is a tough question. I is this in my home? Am I, am I yeah, in my apartment? Your apartment, yes. I definitely think always have a hot hot pot of fresh coffee because then oh, you can pick it up and throw it in their faces. At any time, yes. Just like some hot, yeah, hot coffee, always ready to go. Definitely that. I, I'm just looking around to see what else is here. Um, I think, like, I smoke weed. There's a lot of lighters around. Like, I yes, have a lot of like aerosols. That. Like, I could definitely Perfect. make some kind of fire bombing, like spraying hairspray with a lighter, like that kind of thing. Like, that, that would be something I could make happen if I had to. And this is why you are going to survive. Yes. This is why you're going to be able to home alone yourself. Yes. Um, I also have tons of wine bottles around, and I think that if you hit somebody in the head hard enough with one, that could really take them out. A wine bottle in each hand, just fucking whipping them at people, bludgeoning them. Yeah, absolutely. At least knock them unconscious. Yeah. Um, And then finally, where would you place your next on the spooky scale, Allison? A spooky scale. Ooh, I mean— for the sheer blood and gore and violence of it, I think it needs a pretty high, like I think like this is like a six and a half. Okay, great. Maybe yeah, six and a half. That's where I'll I'll put it. What do you think? I'm gonna give it a five. Okay. Um, I I I really liked it. Again, the spooky scale is a scale of how scary a movie it is, not how much we liked yes. it. And I feel like after a certain point, it really became sort of a, an action movie, yes. a horror home alone, which I really enjoyed, but didn't find particularly scary right. as such. Right. Um, the initial shock of like when you see the crossbow come through and you see Tariq murdered, that yeah. really is a, a terrifying moment. Yes. Um, but in general, I think like as it became more of an action movie, I really enjoyed it, but I wasn't too scared for sure. Yeah. But sure. again, I this was a really fun movie. If yeah. you haven't, if you are someone who listens to this because you like horror movies, go ahead and watch it. I, I really enjoyed it. And um, if you don't like horror movies, oh, don't watch it. That's the don't whole point it. of this podcast. I mean, you're welcome. Also, just a great family movie for the holidays. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. When you go see your family, we'll say at least I'm not having a crossbow shot through a window and into my skull. Yeah. Any and that's any, something to celebrate. Any holiday gathering with your family is going to have a better. Uh, outcome than this. So, you know, yeah. go into the holidays thinking about that. And, you know, until then, yeah. guys, you we ask it. you to please always keep, keep it, it spooky. spooky. We love you. We love you. Ruined is a Radio Point production with executive producers Alex Bach, Sabrina Fonfetter, and Houston Snyder. Recorded and edited by Kat Iosa. Mm-hmm.